Blog Talk Radio. This is our land. These are our people. The workers. The strivers. The builders. These are our people. Who are they? They are the dark armies. The dark murdering armies whose only honor. of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. It is a big idea, a new world order. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancaked. Either you were with us, or you were with the terrorists. But I also believe that a lot of gun owners would agree that AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. Good evening, America. All you freedom-loving, constitution-loving Americans, welcome to conversation in restoring our republic and how to go about that. And boy, do we do we need some help. Look at what they did in Mar Largo. Look at what they've done to us in so many other ways. And they're just going to keep on keeping on like the bully on the block until we put a stop to it. And that's where you and I come in. I'm Governor Carpenter of Colorado Free State, and I'll welcome everyone in our panel tonight. Justice Waters, Indiana Free State. Good evening, sir. How are you tonight? Doing good, sir. How about you? Well, I'd be a lot better, doing a lot better if we had our republic back, but... Uh, well, this thing down there in Mar Largo is almost unbelievable. I, the American people are stunned. Yes, they are, and I, I need to address something about that. You know, a lot of people don't look at a timeline of events. Timelines are very important to see steps, how they progressed to where they're at now. And just real briefly, what they've done they passed a number of bills since Biden's been in office, trillion-dollar bills. And what these bills are doing, they're giving billions of dollars up to the climate change agenda. The bill they just passed gives $240 billion to the interest of China for businesses in China to make goods to come to America. Now, why would Biden want to do that? 
I mean, that's just wrong. But what's worse is they gave $80 billion to the IRS. Forty of that billion is to hire 87,000 new agents. These, These guys aren't going behind desks. It's going to take them at least 18 months to train these agents to be in the field because they have to put in new software, new computers throughout the entire world wherever there is an IRS computer. This is going to take some time. That's where the other $40 billion is going to. My question is, why didn't they give any money to, say, oh, you know, the Border Patrol? Boy, they could sure use some help. No, that's not on the agenda. That needs to stay open so the fentanyl can keep coming in. The bottom line, folks, is what they did by, by passing this bill over the weekend, and we thought that Congress was working so hard for the people. No, it was an agenda. The whole thing with Trump is they're scared to death of him. They do not want him to run. They know whoever they put up against him is going to lose and lose big time. But here we have another problem. See, if you can't get Trump to run and he's off the ticket because, well, they find some bogus thing on him, then anybody else they put up there, they figure they've got a shot at. You know why? Because of what happened in the 2020 election. They stole it. We know they stole it. I don't care what they think or what they say. Everybody in America knows they stole that election. And it worked so well for them. Do you think possibly they might do it again in September? Do you really think they're that stupid? No. This is a game plan. The whole thing yesterday was to put something in your face to make you look at that. And I'm going to tell you something that most people don't know now. A story broke yesterday morning about Hunter Biden and about Joe Biden when he was vice president. Hunter brought in some high-ranking government officials of the CCP into the White House to have meetings with Joe and Hunter about establishing their businesses in China to bring money back to the Biden family. That story broke yesterday. You think maybe they don't want that out there? So why not go do something and cause a ruckus? Well, they did. They hit Marlago. Everybody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about anything else. It's called a distraction. But if they can do it to a former president, what in the world is the IRS going to do with 87,000 new employees armed to the teeth because they've now bought 500 million rounds, bullets, and they've got over 700 thousand weapons. Why does the IRS need all that? 
because they're becoming the stormtroopers like Hitler had back in the 30s. America, this is why this republic needs to be stood up and needs to be stood up now. Because if it's not, we got serious problems ahead of us. Governor, I yield back. Well, Justice Waters, thank you for your input there. It makes perfect sense to me, the way I think, that number one, if you look at the facts, they don't have control of the Treasury or the uh, uh, Federal Reserve anymore. So they can't print up any more money. Um, if they're reaching the end of their resources and ability to create more, then they need to uh, uh, lean on the people harder to take their money. But you have to realize the direction that the world's going with going to gold-backed currencies and getting away from the central banks. And so if you look at it in that scenario, then um, basically the de facto government is playing with their de facto monopoly money. And it's like money laundering. They're, they're turning that worthless good faith and promises into military arms. And uh, so that, that agenda becomes very apparent to me. And the other comment I want to make is that in reality, could they do us any bigger favor as those who seek justice and liberty for all under our Constitution than to, to literally drive um, patriot community to do something that's lawful and legal and just and moral and do it the right way and get back to what everybody wants is our Constitution. And so here we are, and here's the conversation tonight. What do you say about that, Roger? I say it in, in that sense, it's perfect timing. Because from what I have read and seen online on TV, even on MSNBC, they are furious to the fact that the Republican Party is all of a sudden energized. This was supposed to demoralize. Well, it didn't. What this has done, it's taken the militias of this nation, it's taken the ex-military of this nation, and it's lit a fire underneath them. And let me tell yeah. you, I have a funny suspicion that this fire ain't going out if you get my drift. Back to you, Governor. No, they just they just they just poured more more gasoline on our fire, giving the people more reason to wake up and pay attention and get unified, and let's take control of this beast. So, Governor, in that spirit, you want to talk about yes. the woke agenda? I think there's a lot of people in this country that last night woke up. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's. So, Governor, can I say something real quick? Uh, uh, monitoring the uh, uh, social media and the uh, platforms that I have and whatnot. Uh, you know, I don't think they, they fear Trump. I think what it is, they fear the people. 
Okay, that's what happens when Trump gets in there. They're going to fear the people, but this time the people have to stand up and do something. They have to come together, and they have to restore the republic. We can't rely on Trump to ride down. The cavalry's not coming to save us. It's up to us to restore our republic. It's not up to Trump. It's not up to anybody in Washington, D.C., de facto corporation. It's up to us to get together and lawfully restore our republic. Okay, so I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Joe, you're absolutely right. Exactly right. And so in that in that spirit, uh, the president, uh, President Geiger, put together these thoughts that he uh, wanted to make sure that we were all aware of. So if you'll allow me the privilege. He says, are you ready to hold a transitional election in your state? We are organizing committees in every state and county with the goal of holding lawful elections to refill vacant republic seats. In short, we want to hold transition elections to restore the republic. All restored republic officers are working towards holding transition elections in each of the free states. So what do I mean by this? And in order to understand, we have to understand and consider the Northwest Ordinance. The Northwest Ordinance uh, of 1787 was the most important piece of legislation enacted by Congress under the Articles of Confederation. Some historians have claimed that the principles established in the Northwest Ordinance were so important that they actually formed part of the Constitution. Before the Constitution, uh, the, uh, the ordinances promised a Republican form of government for the territories. It guaranteed that residents in the territories would not be treated as second-class citizens and that they would enter under the same terms as those states that were already part of the Union. The Northwest Ordinance also ensured the equality of rights of citizens in the new states with the rights of the citizens of the states that had fought the revolution. Listed are some fundamental rights, including trial by jury, habeas corpus, due process, and religious freedom. Excessive fines and cruel and unusual punishments were banned, and the Northwest Ordinance accelerated westward expansion, established policies for the creation of the new states, and the admission of those states into the Confederation. Once the Constitution was approved in 18, or 1789, the United States Congress made minor changes such that the president, with the advice and counsel of the U.S. Senate, had the power to appoint and remove the governor and officers of the territory instead of Congress. On August 7, 1789, President George Washington signed the Northwest Ordinance of 1789 into law, and the Supreme Court recognized the authority of the Northwest Ordinance of 1789 as constitutional in Strader versus Graham after it was codified by the first Azure Congress, it became known as First Statute 50. One Statute 50. So the bottom line is that One Statute 50 gives the president of the interim government the power to appoint, with the consent of the restored Republic Senate, interim office holders in each of the several free states, which are, in, a, in essence, territories, since the states were vacated by the de facto. And in doing so, these office holders 
can then work towards organizing a transition election in their free state. So why is this important? Stands the American people find themselves in the very same place our forefathers found themselves prior to the Revolutionary War. Taxation without representation. Every American has the ample time to have witnessed the elections held in this country whereby the political machine and the fake ballots have controlled the outcome of those elections. It's clear there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it is a Marxist train ready to destroy America unless Americans intervene. Amazingly, our forefathers foresaw such a day. Thus, they designed the Northwest Ordinance as the mechanism to reset and reseat the Republic. I urge you to participate, either by helping repopulate your free state or maybe becoming an office holder in the, in the interim government in your free state. Would you like to become an office holder in the interim republic? And if so, the following information is available to you. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so you can go to our website, sign up for the email updates. That website is Republic for the United States of America dot org. And um you can get on the show and communicate one-on-one -on -one with us. So with that, I'll open up the lines to any of our uh, office holders here that have a comment before we uh, open up the chat lines. Yeah, uh, Governor, this is Roger. I just have some, one, one thing to, to mention here. Uh, there may be a lot of groups out there that hear this, and wonder or think that, well, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. All the work has been done. Everything that we need to do to enable our republic to, to take stand, to seat ourselves, to have the people come in and actually govern themselves, all that paperwork has been done. We have notified all the organizations of the world of everything that we uh, have done. We, uh, we sent paperwork out to the World Court. We've sent paperwork out to the Joint Chiefs. We've sent it to the uh, World Postal Service, and we've sent it to uh, different organizations here in the States. Um, we are good to go, so there's no need for any other group to start off with grand juries. We don't need uh, any other kind of formation to start to have to try to do all this same work over again. It's already been done. We're just sitting here waiting on you to join what we've accomplished, what we've done, and together as Americans, we can stand this thing up and literally take our country back. That's the goal. Governor, I yield. You know, and not only that, Roger, our... our Patriots that helped put this together 10 years ago in November 2010 had the foresight also to uh, stand the American people through the Republic first in line, first in time in the bankruptcy court to gain the assets of the bankrupt corporations. So when you have that background knowledge and then you look at Trump's executive order, uh, taking the spoils 
from those corrupt entities that have tried to overthrow our government. And I don't need to name names. We all know or have a pretty good feeling as to who what big companies were involved in that. According to those executive orders, those are now assets of we the people in the republic. So with a little background understanding that we possess, we try to pass on to you folks and uh, help give you a little clearer perspective of what's really going on here as you watch and hear about some of the events unfold. Governor, can I ask a question? Yeah, I want to ask a question uh, real quick. Uh, well, basically, to clear up the, the fog here in thoughts here. First of all, what you're quoting here is, is, is I got a little question here on this, uh, this uh, what, what you're talking about here, the um, uh, the uh, Judiciary Act that you're talking about here. And and I'm reading the, the, the uh, some of this stuff, and I, I, I'm starting to get a little confused now because I don't understand how this, this – um, would have to do with the um, the free state. I, I mean, when I read it, I don't understand the citation or what how it applies to what we're trying to do here. The ordinance of 1787 was made after uh, Somerset's case and after several of uh, our states had passed laws whose, whose object was to put an end to slavery within their jurisdiction by operating on the post-national. It has uh, been claimed to be um, a, a solemn compact as well as an ordinance. Its provisions are broad and comprehensive as they could be made inhabiting inhabiting slavery and involuntary servitude except for crime within the Northwest Territory. That the courts of Kentucky are bound to take notice of this ordinance and to know judici- judicial that slavery is forbidden in this Northwest Territory are propositions long since settled by the uh, Appellate Court of Kentucky, uh, uh, Rankin versus Lydia. Um, um, and then when, in Ohio, when Ohio and Indiana were permitted to make their constitutions and were admitted into the Union by acts of Congress, the courts of Kentucky were still bound to know judicially that slavery was prohibited by uh, – excuse me, prohibited there by the fundamental law of each of those states. It will not be, be forgotten that all the territory in Kentucky was component parts of Virginia when the ordinance was made. But basically all this, so this uh, by force of the ordinance and of the Constitution of the United States and the acts of Congress for the admission of Ohio – Iowa and Indiana as states, those states stand as to the subject of slavery like England, accepting only the cases provided by the Constitution of the United States and fairly embraced within its provisions. For national purposes, all of our states are governed by the same laws and constitute one government. For other purposes, they are separate and independent and sovereignties with laws and institutions altogether different. Second Peter's 590. And with respect to their municipal regulations, the several states are to each other foreign. Okay? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't understand. How can we apply this <clears throat> Northwest Ordinance, or how? what kind of formula, if I'm putting together an assembly here in North Carolina, can I use to enact, to re-inhabit our republic um, uh, uh, here in North Carolina, what can what what process should I do? What should I do? What formula? What law am I standing upon when I'm when I'm uh, going against the, the other jurisdiction or the de facto? Because uh, you're going to come into a confrontation. You're going to come into a, 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 a correlation with other people that are not going to understand what we're talking about here or what you're saying. So, because I'm even starting to get a little confused here. So I'm just trying to what. What do we do? What for? You're saying we use this formula, the Northwest Ordinance, to uh, re-inhabit our republic? Well, I mean, how do we do it? What do we? I, we need those tools. Well, That's what I understand. Well, 
Let me ask you a really well. I'll work your statement, then I'll ask you a simple question. Um, no, slavery is not part of the conversation. Free men are free men in America, and slavery is verboten, as is child molestation and human trafficking, and so on and so forth. It's all the same bowl of cloth, different color. So we got that clear. Yeah. Um, okay, I understand that. Roger, do you have a comment? I'll I'll comment that according to Northwest Ordinance, thirty thousand people in each state now have jurisdictional rights and can hold fair and free elections. So the goal is is in every state to have some form of responsible parties, according to the Northwest Ordinance, that's five people. That's appointed a governor, two senators, a representative, and a judicial officer. And with that, and 30,000 people, they can organize and hold free and fair elections and establish their jurisdiction. Like we said earlier, we've done the heavy lifting. We're recognizing law. Before we got hit with the de facto and and a bunch of disinformation and, and division, we were within just a couple of bodies away from actually signing the treaties with foreign nations, which once that would have happened, then that would have taken the conversation to a whole new level. So, like I said, folks, we got the heavy lifting done. Everything's in place. We just need the people who have enough faith and enough desperation to reach out to attain the impossible dream that's right here at your fingertips. Okay, but but no, but my but what I was trying to get at was is okay if we go over to um, uh, the enabling act, or if we go over to uh, uh, Coyle versus Smith. If you want to go over to that one, the opinion constitutional law uh, encroachment on executive discretion of governor, or if you go to number two, states legislator membership, or you can and three statutes, special law, local law, locating state capital. Okay, and then it addresses the same subjects and titles. The title of act is not repugnant to the section 57 of Article 5 of the Constitution. And then if you go to number five, statutes enactment passage reading of the bill. And then number six, state's admission effective enabling act. And then number seven, state seat of government, power of legislator to locate it. Now, all this, but again, how do we use these tools to uh, 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 re-inhabit the republic? Uh, you said 30,000. So if I got 30,000, let's just say I got 30,000 people here in a field uh, here in Greensboro, North Carolina. What do I tell these 30,000 people to do? Go vote. Go vote where? Vote for who? What are we doing? Where are they going? That's How are why, we re-inhabiting? That's why we're looking for leadership to bring together committees. Now, in my state, the people have a right to a representative per county. And so then that county would come together under North Carolina, and they would try and put up a representative from each county to be the voice of the people in their county. And that gives them representation at the state level. And then the those people can have the responsibility of holding free and fair elections. Now that jurisdiction is done. So 
And then the rest of it's recognized by well over 100 countries around the world. So is it an instant process? Is it a take an aspirin and call me in the morning fix? No, folks. It ain't that easy. And it wasn't that easy the first time. And it isn't going to be any easier the longer we wait. So no, Jim, you can all find your reasons to try not to get involved, and it's your future. Um, as simple as that. Hey, Joe. Yes. Let me try to answer your question here. Yeah. If if you were the president of the republic right now, let's just say hypothetically you are, and North Carolina came to you and said, hey, we, we don't have anybody as governor, the Northwest Ordinance gives you the right to appoint Governor Carpenter, let's just say, as governor of North Carolina. So he's now the governor of North Carolina. Now, you and the Congress, the National Congress, have to appoint judges and a secretary for North Carolina. That's under the Northwest Ordinance. But once that is done, it's up to the, the governor, Governor Carpenter, to now appoint officers of the militia, to appoint other officers of the government. Once that gets established, we are working on getting our 30,000 in the state to, to say, yes, I want to be a part of this. Once you get that 30,000, now they get to vote on a number of things. You break it down to the county level, 5,000 individuals in the county can vote for a representative under the Northwest Ordinance. Now, you got to remember, these aren't states. These are considered territories because they are now under they're not under the de jure, they're under the de facto. They, when, when the de facto leaves tomorrow, the state is void. There's nothing there. It's a territory, okay? And we're bringing the, the uh, de jure back into play, and this is how we're doing it. So once the governor yes. Yes, and all, all that, that is established, it's up to yeah. the state then to figure everything else out, who they want in what place. But you're assuming yeah. that the de facto is going to step aside, though. That was my original question. No, no, how do no, we, uh, no. It doesn't make any difference how the de facto goes. We're hoping, we know they're not going to step aside. Nobody in their right mind is going to say they are going to just hand us the keys and to the house and walk away. No, that ain't going to happen. Something is going to happen. Either in economically they're going to collapse uh, an asteroid's going to come down on D.C., wipe ever, all of them out, something of a major importance. Or the military's going to get saddened, mad, and decide they're going to step in and take them out. Well, that was my military point. Military has that, was that my right. Point. Yeah, that was my point. That's the only, that's the only the asteroid's not going to come down. That, yeah, okay, that's hypotheticals. But I'm just saying it's, right. it's going to have to, we're going to have to deal with them somehow, some way. It's going to have to be done in a lawful, peaceful manner. Otherwise, we're looking at civil war. You know, well, because look at the alternative, you know, Joe. Just look, just look so here you go. It's the Declaration of Independence, second paragraph. 42. It is our right 42. and our duty as people of this country to tear it, uh, a government that's become under tyranny, to tear it down and rebuild it. That's our right. 
That's why they don't want the Declaration of Independence along with the Constitution. They don't want it because it says that. That's them we're talking about. And they don't want us to know that, but we do know it. So, if see, technically, under law, the military works for the people. No, they not don't. Not the president. No, no, they technically, under the law, they don't. They have to answer to Congress and the, and the president. That technically, under the Constitution, the people don't, can't command the military. No, the people don't have no authority over traitors. the military. Then they're all treasonous traitors. They no, no, they don't. The republic. Every time they salute the flag. Every morning and every evening when they do this. No, I'm, what I'm saying is the people can't tell the military what to do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They, they, the, 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 the citizens can, cannot tell the military what to do. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So that right now, the de facto, they have full control over the military. Yeah, whether what orders they great. obey and whatnot, yeah, that's on them. But I'm just saying that we, the people, can't t- tell the military what to do, you know. I think we well, went over that one time. I'm trying to, that's the point I'm trying to bring to the table, a different perspective on the conversation. According to all these treaties and the U.N. and the uh, NATO and so on and so forth, if our government was to fall and our people were without a government, now they have the responsibility by treaty to step in and to give us our government. So you tell me the people – can't tell the military what to do. I'm going to challenge you, Joe, because if the republic is recognized by over a hundred nations in the world, and we have shown them by representation of the people aligning with the law that we are here, then we have a government, and we're not without a government, so they don't have the standing to use the excuse that our government collapsed and failed, and now they get to come in and dictate to us. Okay. All right. Um, well, well, maybe some other people out there, they got their hands up, so I don't want to be rude to them. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Uh, we got a private caller here, and then I got 323. Um, and there's other people maybe that want to join in here too. So uh, uh, press one, uh, guys, and then others have their hands up. Let's go to the private caller. Go ahead, private caller. So when your parents were divorced, you went with your father. You got busted for vandalism. All right, okay, all right, all right. That's a crank caller. All right, get him off there. All right, 323, go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Joe. I have basically the same kind of questions as Joe Gibson just um, just outlined. Let me say it like this briefly. I was went to your website. I read I had a download of the Northwest Ordinance of 1787. I went to the Avalon Project, couldn't find the Northwest Ordinance of 1789. I downloaded your executive summary, which is what um, the governor was reading from President Geiger. My question is this. 30,000 people in each state, according to your particular philosophy of how to take back the government, is all that's necessary in order to have a transitional election. And whoever wins that transitional election in order to take over a vacant seat has a de jure right to take over that vacant seat. Am I right so far? Jim? Justice Waters, I I agree. What do you say, Justice Waters? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So let's say I am now elected as a result of the 30,000 people in the state of North Carolina. And let's say Joe... 
not just me, but Joe Gibson. He was going to run for, uh, for assembly or for congressman over there. But for some reason, there's a vacant seat. He doesn't have to run because 30,000 people out of, I don't know, 10 million in North Carolina have now said, we want Joe Gibson to take over that vacant seat. So what I'm going to do is repeat the same question that Joe just finished asking, is that now he shows up at the state capitol and he says, hey, I'm here for the vacant seat. Show me my office, please. Do you not think we're going to take him out and talk? Point of order? I'll answer your question, sir. Good question. And you brought up communication is a wonderful thing when it works. And (laughs) so often we mean well, but we we miss the mark. Okay. So right now we have a ragtag government of patriots that date back 10, 15, 20 years that have been holding their oath to, to the people to educate and promote a transition election. And during that we had a quorum at one time in order to be recognized internationally, but that quorum's fallen apart, but we still are recognized as being here. We're still living, breathing people in supporting the republic. So what that vacant seat means is a vacancy within this ragtag law form uh, or our body that's inhabiting this republic law form, according to our constitution and the Northwest Ordinance, and we're seeking other like-minded patriots, primarily the I leadership. I understand all that. Let me cut to come you. on Let me board cut to fill those to Let fill those. No, no, no. To fill those vacant seats. Now, once those vacant seats are filled right. and the thirty thousand are assembled, please, Lord, send a governor to Colorado Free State that can do a better job than I can, and let me retire after over twelve years of service. So that's okay, the now goal is now well, you lost. We me. have to have because I'm we thinking. have to have organized we have to have organized elections in each state. And so we're trying to organize over the that. states within yeah. our body and we have vacancies there. You know, as Jim, you're not, you're not getting have, the question. I see where he's coming from. You're not getting the question he's asking. When you show up to, because you fulfilled those seats and he says, you know, you got the keys to the office, you know, show me my office how are you going to he's saying that, that we're going to walk in. in he's saying we're going to walk in and kick the de facto out and tell them that they don't belong in no that, no in let their... me repeat myself as you said okay. communication is a wonderful thing i said <laughs> okay i got elected i'm not going to use joe's name I'm, i got elected to whatever particular state okay there's a vacancy somebody died in the de facto republic there's a vacancy I got elected by the 30,000 people who came together and wanted this transitional type of election. So they elected me to take over the vacant seat. I go to the state capital of, let's say, Texas, which has about, what, 20 million people. And I show up at the state capital and I say, I'm here for the vacant seat. Give me the key. Show me my office, please. They're going to see, show we're not me going to the state if capital. I'm lucky, they're going to show me the door. If I'm not lucky, they're going to put me in um, in jail. And I also know that, yes, you've got treaties. You've got treaties signed with, uh, you know, the U.N. and other other countries and all that. That's good. But at that particular point in time, the question is, who are you and who are these 30,000 out of 20 million in the United States? 
Why? You missed the concept. You missed the concept of dual jurisdictions. Okay. Yeah, but they have their de facto jurisdiction, and we're not walking in and taking over seats in their de facto jurisdiction. State capitals will have to be determined by the people and inhabited by the people. But the place you call the state capital for the de facto is their property and their jurisdiction, and I don't want nothing to do with it. Well, even if we have our own state capital, Jim, but even if we don't do that, if we don't do that, we have 30,000, what do we do with the other 20 million that are going to be like, show you, that are going to say, hell no, you know, you don't operate nothing here. Joe, at that point in time, those 20 million are in the republic. They may not know it, but when once the de facto goes down, everybody in this country wakes up in the republic. Okay, so we have right. to wake up in the time. We need 30,000 people in your state to vote for representatives and so forth that will do just right now, will do what I am doing in holding a position until the de facto goes down. Oh, okay. So you're waiting until every <clears throat> until the eminent collapse yes. of the of the U.S. corporation. Yes. So we're not going to. I'm not going to go down to, to Indianapolis and sit in the Supreme Court and say, "Here I am." I get shot. Okay. I well, got maybe, that. No, you got to wait for them to go down. I want to bring. We, I want to bring close. I want clarification on your bringing down the republic. Let us say, for example, the Republic of Texas has gone down as a result of a coup. Whatever. The, the asteroid, whatever. But let's say it's down as a result of the coup. There's 20 million people there. They all recognize that that particular state capital, the de facto republic, has gone down. I'm the leader of that de facto coup, okay? I have exposed the corruption within, within Texas. I have gotten those people to be jailed. Um, okay, I'm going to say lawfully. They've been prosecuted. They've been jailed. They've been indicted, prosecuted, and jailed. Now... Somebody shows up and says, thank you, my name's Joe. Thank you, Joe, for bringing down the republic. 30,000 people elected me to take over the vacant seat that you have now created. I'm going to take over that vacant seat. Is that what's going to happen? No. Uh, let, me, let me answer in a little different, no. more realistic thing as we live these days. The corporation has not had control of the Federal Reserve since – Trump uh, put it out of the treasury and the world is going to go back to currencies and the de facto is playing with their own monopoly money as long as it lasts. And so now 30,000 people stand up and each state is represented and we got a seat by treaties at the international table and our constitution tells us that we're supposed to have gold and silver. And so we go on the gold and silver standard. Now, meanwhile, you have those that don't want to be, well, they don't understand yet. And they're still on the handout with the paper money and the good faith of promises. And pretty soon, the retailer out there that's in your neighborhood that is growing fruits and vegetables has a choice to accept good faith and promises from a defunct bunch of crooks or gold from the guy standing across the counter from him, and you tell me where the American people are going to end up. 
Okay, that still hasn't answered my question. Here's yeah, the question. I, I, that would answer him on his question on yeah. that. Go ahead, Joey. Maybe you can ask it a different way. Okay. That's how it's good. That's you brought it to play out, folks. That's it. Okay, that's it seems to me what you're play. trying to say is that the international treaties, which some government, which you call the de facto republic, signed with the other countries, is going to be the basis for the legality of the new republic, which the Northwest Ordinance has somehow um, conferred as legal. I read the Northwest Ordinance. I don't see it there. I can't find the Northwest Ordinance of 1789. I perused the Strahan versus Batum uh, legislation that you guys talked about on your side with regards to slavery. What that was about was whether or not one state had priority over the other yeah, state. Yeah, that's what I read, whether too. Or not, yeah, yeah, the state, whether or not the free Negro was actually a slave in another state, and which state had the jurisdiction. So I don't know what that's got to do with the Northwest Ordinance conferring onto the Republic the legality that they are now the legitimate Constitution and Republic of the United States. With regards to the Federal Reserve, that doesn't answer my question at all. I know a little bit about the Federal Reserve. It will never go bankrupt. The Federal Reserve yeah, the Federal Reserve is, is, is the Fed still can control the monetary pot. They Trump did was in the transition of, of eliminating the Federal Reserve, but Trump's not there and his people aren't there no more. So I don't know what that as far as I know from the people that I know around the world that I speak to and pretty prominent people in the banking industry, the Fed is still uh, is one of the major central banks that control the, the dollar is still the reserve currency. Now is it devalued uh, uh, sharply and, and losing its power? Yes. And and that's a battle that still has to be brought out before us. But as far as uh, what's going on behind yeah. the scenes, you know, I don't yeah, know. The Federal Reserve will have to be eliminated entirely. Okay, but the Federal Reserve doesn't have does not have a place in this particular question. The yeah, question yeah. is, okay, it seems like the international treaties are the ones that are going to form the basis for the legality of this new republic and the appointment of a governor who now will appoint uh, new officers. What if these countries say, all right, we signed, the, we signed these treaties 10 years ago, but you're on your own? Okay? And going back yeah, to the other question. Yeah, has been up to date with them? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, Are they yeah. up to date? Yeah. Okay, and now besides that, I brought down the Republic because you guys are talking about, by any means necessary, asteroid magic, a coup of the military, and yada, yada. I brought it down. I have a, I have a coup. I brought down, um, based upon my military, my militia. The de facto militia. you brought down, the de facto, not the republic. Right, the de facto. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay? So now somebody's showing up and saying, um, I, I'm going to take over the vacancy, which you now have, uh, have now created. And I say, I brought it down. I'll tell you what I'm, <laughs> who I'm going to put there in the vacancy. 30,000 people also was a proportional number, according, well, Let's just say my interpretation, which could have been you wrong. Missed the, Back you in missed the target, my friend, because – All right. Well, let me finish the question, and I'll – interim my, my estimation, interim and then you can tell me how off the target have, on that. Hang on, Jim. Jim let, Jim, let me finish the question, please. Please, with all due respect, please. You're Go mixing ahead, two different conversations. I'm, okay, I am. I'll, I'll get clarification, all right? The 30,000, from what I understand, is just a proportional number, meaning – that at that particular time, 30,000 was to be represented um, by a particular congressman or senator or representative at that time. 
Now, 30,000 has expanded to 150,000 to 1 million, depending upon how large the state is. So 30,000, I don't know how that number is still going to be relevant today. But, okay, I will now listen to the clarification. Well, first of all, sir, um, 30,000 is in the Constitution. That's that's law of the land, and that's what we have to go by. So there's no debate, no question, no trying to change it. It's the way it is. Uh, The Northwest Ordinance, I'm looking at it. It's under the nationalarchives.gov. So if you want yeah, to go there, I that's got, where you I can find it. the Northwest Ordinance. I got, I downloaded it. I have it. Okay. Um, okay. So the Northwest Ordinance, the only thing that it does for the Republic, and this is the point we're trying to get across to everybody, the Northwest Ordinance gives the president of the interim government the right and the authority to appoint a governor to appoint a secretary, and to appoint judges, three of them, every, every territory, every state that is not represented right now is considered a territory, okay? Therefore, once that is accomplished, then it's up to that territorial governor to then appoint militia officers and and what else uh, other officers of that particular territory and then when we get the 30,000 people in that territory or what we now call a state then they can vote inside their state for state reps senators and so forth it's not a national election not for the president. Yeah, I know. It's, a th- it's just yeah, for inside it's, the state. Right. And that's how we reclaim this government, and it's how we reclaim this nation. There's no other okay. way to do it unless you drop a bomb on somebody. All right. And that's so, what we don't know, want so to do. Do we, have states, do we have states or territories existing now? Yeah, exactly. We got 48. We got 50 states. I think five right. or six of them are fully Fully recommend, you know, fully funded, not funded. Uh, they got all the people they need, and the rest are considered territories. So now, what, what I'm saying as far as um, uh, they're, they're recognized is they have a governor, and they have senators and reps that are appointed until the people can make a vote, and that's where we're trying to get to, is to get the people to be able to vote Ooh. for themselves. We are just holding the seats. That's all we're doing. We got that. Roger, we got all that. What we're saying is if we go out there and we organize and network and get these people together, 30,000 each state, like Joe said, granted, once that point comes to that point, then you're saying, well, he already said, well, we can't get the keys to the office. And you said, well, we have to wait for the imminent collapse. So, okay, we get all the 30,000 people in each state, which is a fraction of the population of this country. Okay. But granted, we get them all and we hold all the seats lawfully. And and now we have to sit back and we have to wait uh, for them to kill us. The new new world order simulates. We're in the same boat, basically. Even though we still, we have, you know, great numbers that are educated. We've got that, you know, the, the 
the minority of the republic that are waiting to take over. But again, the treaties that we're talking about have they been uh, have been kept up to date? I mean, you're talking about these what internationally treaties? recognized. That's great, but you Jim know, Jim Turner didn't sign any treaties with any other nations. No. Well, no, I said that, I said said that we were a couple of, a couple of bodies away from having where the, can I find uh, a quorum so that we could treaty. And we had conversations in countries waiting, I know, because our ambassador told me that we were that close to being able to treaty yeah. with our First Nation. In 2011, we were, we were ready to, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's not, okay. So as of now, 10, 11 years later, we're pretty much dead in the water. We got to start from scratch, right? Well, no, we've yeah, already done we the heavy lifting. The we just have yeah. to get the representation. We're trying to, yeah, exactly. So, in other words, you're dead from you're, you're dead in the water. All right. Either you have treaties signed or you don't have treaties signed. You don't seem to have a treaty signed, even though you started this operation 10 years ago. Therefore, the treaty that is not signed does not have representation from other countries recognizing the, the new republic. Oh, okay. The treaty Ooh. is different than the Declaration of Sovereign Intent, and yes. treaties have to come by law, and it takes a quorum of states and representatives to pass the agreement to treaty. So well, without those we, people, yeah. we can't treaty. But that doesn't negate what we filed in the court, putting the American people first in line and first in time, for the assets of the corporation and standing up the republic in the So you may have realm. filed for it, but as you said at the beginning of the show, you had treaties signed, and when in the republic, no. the interim republic goes they, down, those assets are now turned over to the new republic. But now you're saying the declaration filed of sovereign in the court, intent but is no not treaty, a treaty has been signed. The declaration of sovereign intent is not a treaty. It is a statement of intent. That's what I'm saying. You don't have it. And the treaty only comes with representation from the people, and we haven't got to that point yet. Okay. Okay, so where do we begin? Is this lawful? Is this lawful? See, I'm, now I'm getting a little bit lost because now it's law. Yes, in the beginning, I see what we were talking about 10 years ago. I was a part of this 10 years ago, but it got lost and it got muddied like it's like, you know, and and, and the de facto swooped down and uh, did what they do best with the media and twisted everything around and whatnot. But, again, so where do we stand today? Okay, you keep we keep hearing this is where people are getting conflicted and we lose the support that we're trying to draw into network. We get this great foundation going, and it, it just fizzles out because there's no standing. Okay, we, we have to see an end game. We've got to see the final chapter. Americans are very smart people, and the people that are patriots out there, like Joe, who's on the line right now, people out there who care about this country, care about this Constitution, who want to fix this and want to restore our republic, right. they, we've got to see everything through. You know, we can't be, there can't be any smoke. You've got it, Joe. You know? you got it, Joe, because everybody wants it done for them so that they can get on board and they didn't elect me and they didn't elect Roger and so who am I and who is Roger and we're trying to say that we've been standing for you guys all these years waiting for you guys to stand up to do what now as a body we have standing I don't have any standing yeah. other than 50 people elected me from Colorado. I got the documents, and they said, we need somebody to represent us, and we choose you. 
Yeah, but we get the 30,000, though, yeah. Jim. We get the 30, that's the problem we're bumping into. That 30,000 is constitutional, you're saying. Okay, that's great. But we, you know, where do we have to sit back and wait for the de facto to collapse either way? Because we, we, we're not going to be able to say, hey, we are now the government. Because the de facto well, is still in full control. You're assuming, uh, you're assuming that only 30,000 people are ever going to see the light. And that 30,000 people is going to sit there and cover and wait. With 30,000 people, there's called an exponential curve. And once people see the light, like 80 million people that voted for Trump saw the light. And they but see Trump the is the president of the de facto, though. He's not a president of the And they've had enough. Maybe they'll want something different. Yeah, Joe, I understand what you're uh, saying. Joe? Yes. When, when, the, when a quorum of states... I don't know if there's other people here who want to get in. I, I'm, I apologize for that. I don't know if there's other, other people that have their hand up maybe or or just listening. I'm not sure. Um, so press one if you want to get in here. Uh, but go ahead. Go ahead, Roger. I'm sorry. When we get 38 states, which is a quorum, to have 30,000 individuals in that state, then the United States military, by law, by constitutional law and by the Northwest Ordinance, must act for the people because okay. they serve the Constitution, not Congress, not the President. My oath was never, ever to the President. I may okay, have okay. to follow okay, his orders. Okay, so we get the quorum. We get the quorum. Them. Okay. We get the quorum. Then the military the interjects. Yeah. Okay. That's what I just want to see it through that. Through that. That's what we're trying to get to. Is that we want to see when we get these numbers and, and whether it be forty-eight thousand, Jim. I'm just saying thirty thousand because that's what you said. You know, well, it could be twenty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I don't know. You know, but I'm just saying we get the thirty thousand and 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 all these states and now the military is going to step in. Have we? I mean, how far more can we go? I mean, what do we need to do? Will you say get people together? Like I said, okay, I get 30,000 people together in North Carolina. Okay, I could probably get 10,000 people together in North Carolina. I'm, and then if I get that 10, I do all this work. We got the 30,000. Now what? Now what do I do? You know, okay. that's where we're getting let's, lost let's go here. Back to, let's go back to tie this together. with, And I, I apologize. It's taking my old brain so long to wrap my head around the conversation. So please accept my apologies. Roger, you hit it. By law, because anything that we that's do what has I to be by it. law, that's, okay? Yeah. And that's, that's the what whole I want to get conversation into. we bring to the table is there are no hiccups. It has to be by law or it's unconstitutional. Amen. And so Barnes versus Bidwell, Roger, talk to us about the law. Well, first of all, um, you know, under, under all law, the Constitution is the top. And the Constitution says the Army and the Navy, because back then we didn't have the Marines and we didn't have the Air Force. But it, the branches of military serve to protect this country and the Constitution. And what the Constitution says, that every state is guaranteed a republic form of government. That True. is the number one thing the federal government is supposed to do, is guarantee the states that. Now, the military, if they take an oath to defend the Constitution, they've got to defend that particular right, okay? That's why I say, by law, they will follow what the people want, okay? 
because right now but they me, understand there is no constitutional law being followed. They get paid by the de facto, so they work for the de facto. But once that trail is turned and the people begin to rise up and speak up and start putting people in offices and we've got a legit government in 38 states, they, under law, with the joint chiefs who have signed paperwork, will go and fight for us because it's the Constitution they take an oath to, which is what we have taken an, an oath to. Joe Biden has not taken an oath to the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, we, know yeah, 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 yeah we know that. We, yeah. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know he's a okay. criminal. Well, I'm just but, making a point here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know. They I know. all we, say they do. I want to stick with the military. But the military knows that they don't. Okay? All right. So the point is, to, uh, we are the ones in standing, not them. And the military but knows fine. that. But okay. they don't recognize so, us, though. That's the problem. You know, they won't they, recognize they our do, jurisdiction. But they don't. They can't do anything right now. Not for us. No, right. Roger, what my, you're saying, my, what you're saying is that there has to be a quorum. A quorum of 38 states. Those that exactly. quorum has not, okay. So you got the quorum, and in each of the 38 states, you get 30,000 to elect somebody to take over the vacant seat. Right. Am I right? No. Okay. Yes. So now let me way, just let, let, no. Are you in the militia? No, I'm not. No. So, okay. No, the, the so this is the hypothetical here real quick. What if we is, can get I don't want anyone who... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who was going Gentlemen, here? I'm getting lost here. Go ahead, okay. Joe, finish If you don't mind, no more history lessons. I'm just going to ask a question and get a simple answer. Who? What is this vacant seat that the 30,000 people have voted for? In the Republic... Not the corporation, not the de facto, but in this republic, we have many vacant seats. People need to take the oath and do that seat. Governors, what is the, judges, so, so enough 30,000 so people forth. have gotten together. They voted me to take over the vacant seat. Is, is I'm, am I going to be the governor, the treasurer, the assemblyman? What am I breaking going to do? down? That's where you're breaking Whatever down. Whatever you through. accept, yes. Um, Whatever for, for, I accept. at this point, at this point in time, so, no, no, you missed it. You're, and I'm going to get to it, Roger. At this point in time, if you feel led to represent uh, the people of your uh, your community or in your state, then you need to read the re-inhabited books, and that's a precondition. And those are available on our website. And then there's a short vetting process. We get to know you and, and make sure that you want liberty and justice for all under the Constitution for the people. And so then in other words, the, I got to be vetted by then you. The, then the so if I get together 30,000 people by, who by want the existing, to bring in the existing leadership, by the existing, the existing leadership, leadership of the people that are that are standing that you're talking to today. And now so you, you guys can have been elected by 30,000 people. Please, please, no, quit thinking and listen, my friend. You're a bright man. I appreciate your conversation. I'm trying to greatly. listen, but you guys are talking over you are, me. You're struggling hard, and I'm trying question. to help you. You keep on trying to okay. help you. Make, let's make it so simple. Listen. You guys have been so, elected. So, have you guys been elected by 30,000 people according to the Northwest Ordinance, which you guys keep talking about? 
the governor, the whoever, the one allows other allows for temporary appointments by can the president. Can finish the question? Can we got we got to have a point of order here. When, he, when someone asks a question, we can't talk over them, you know, and then we can't carry on with long, dramatic statements either. So, uh, can, Joe, ask a simple question, and then, Jim, can you please okay. just give him a simple answer? All right. The, the five the positions who's that we're looking the, to fill, the, the vacant seats in question, my friend, are the five seats that the president has the responsibility and duty to appoint the interim government to educate and to bring forth the 30,000 people so that they can have permanent elections to fill Which their Which president are you talking about? State. The President so, Geiger or the President, president Biden Geiger, or the President, president Geiger? President Geiger. President okay. Geiger. But in order for okay. him and to our, be the president, he has to have been elected by 30,000 people. Yes? No. No. Somehow, he's he, the president. He was elected the by the entire republic. By the entire republic. Who Everybody we had at that time, republic? yes. Okay. That 30,000 is just for the state. No farther. Enough that we... Ha- Enough that we had a grassroots following to meet a constitutional right. quorum state by state. So we All right. had so you had thirty-eight states, thirty thousand people got together and in each state, and they voted. Jim, them. hang on, Jim, hang on, yes, Joe, hang on, hang on, Joe, yes, back in two thousand, back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, yes, they had the thirty-eight states and the quorum. Yes, they had a quarter of a million people actually. So yes, they did have it, and, and yeah, but but again, right, we got to talk about here and now, right. Right. This has to be done because people who are calling in, people who go to your site, are going to be very easily confused by the writing. For example, you have a video there of President Geiger's speech. It's nothing but music. It's nothing but a little video. You need to clarify that. You've got to make sure that that speech is actually the written word and not some music video. Um, I downloaded your PDF. I took a look at your executive summary. I took a look at the other writings on your, um, on your website, and it's confusing. So when people ask a question, they need to get clarification without, you know, a nice, long, drawn-out uh, <laughs> history lesson. Well, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to explain, yeah, you, too, you know, yeah. and I've been getting pounded with that. So, yes, we have to kind of clarify what the republic is, what it stands for, and how and what the end game is. Yes, I get that. And I, Joe, you're absolutely right. And thousands of people, Jim and Roger, have made these inquiries. I can show you the emails and uh, the countless phone conversations. So, yeah, that's what I've been trying to stress. You said it the best way, Joe, actually. Sorry. So, sorry. <laughs> but go ahead, Joe. Yeah. All right. So you guys have got to have the questions at hand because people are going to ask, Okay, the republic. But you're talking about at the about a half an hour ago, the republic is going to be formed by either an asteroid or some type of intervention or a coup in order yeah. to take down the de facto government. So if that's going to be the case, then Geiger and everybody else that he's appointed to be governors, yes, you're an in, you're an interim republic, but you're waiting for the for the current republic to be taken down. And you say in order for it to be taken down, you need 30,000 people to vote for somebody to take over a vacant seat. So you're going around in circles. You're being circuitous. Either you're going to have to clarify that, put a break in that circuit, or clarify how this, that republic, which is what we have now, 
how that is going to be taken down. So either way, I'm at, I'm I'm open to uh, to the answer to both of those particular situations. Okay, point of order. This is Mark Binder. Can I have the floor, please? Go ahead. Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you. Okay, first of all, you have to get into your your mind, Joe, that um, there is no republic in power right now. Okay, it's a corporate democracy controlled by oligarchs. So don't don't uh, confuse that with republic. And second, you need to understand is the republic is a parallel government because we're not in competition government. de facto. Yes. We're in a parallel right. government, okay, and the de facto is, is the de facto. We're not trying to, to uh, take over what they have. We don't want to coup. We want to re-inhabit the republic that we had up until 1865, 1871. Okay. Now, that being said, something else to understand is the fact that we, our republic, has standing in law, but the fact, though, has color of law. And so that's how we get standing, and that's how they have to go away when we get stood up. And uh, just those two points might standing specify where? a little bit. Standing in what? You have standing in In this nation in we call America, the in the entire, in, in America. See, the, the standing in stolen America. away by cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men and women and everything that they have done is, is does not have standing in law because they're an illegitimate government. They're, they're a corporation that's masquerading as a government. So uh, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Though. Okay, yeah, we can appreciate that. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, true. But, but again, they have all the guns, they have all the military, and they have all the money. You know, you so, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, but but yeah. here's what we have on our side, though, ladies and gentlemen. We have God on our side. And it's going to get stood up when God says it's going to get stood up. And that not uh, I mean, like, okay, that's the bottom line. Well, that's, yeah. Happen. Yeah, that's true. So, but, but again, so that's, that's we not got. why we're here right now. We're not here waiting for God right now. We're here to do something. We're here to re-inhabit our republic. <laughs> and, you know, and well, we're yeah. here to, learning you know. We're learning what we got to do, exactly. We're, we're learning what we got to do. There's, yeah, there's no problem yes. with that. We need to be ready. <laughs> Uh, no, I meant to that. It's too bad that real history wasn't taught in, uh, in schools and in colleges and stuff because yeah. when you say ready, we lied to our whole lives, ready, basically. Okay, ready for the demise of the de facto government, which which is going to come about somehow, some way. How you guys, uh, how it's going to happen, nobody knows. Right? True. I would say that's pretty much true. Uh, I mean, we see the writing on the uh, wall pretty correct. much. Yeah. All right, that's the bottom line. The interim, the interim government is waiting for this de facto government to fall, and then the interim government, which is established by the Northwest Ordinance, will step in. But suppose that this de facto government has fallen as a result of people saying, okay, Pelosi, McConnell, Schumer, Romney, you guys have been found guilty of treason um, in a court of law. You are now, you're now going to Sing Sing. This government is no longer the de facto government. It's a corrupt government. And we, according to the Constitution, want to reestablish um, law and order. Now, supposing I'm the one who has done this, but you guys come along and say, hey, Joe, thanks for taking down the government. But we, as the interim government, we are now here to establish the Northwest Ordinance Republic. And I say to you, 
say that nice, except for one thing. You guys weren't in the fight. You guys didn't die. Um, I took down, with my men and women, took down the de facto government. I'm sorry, but I'm going to appoint the governors and the, and the Supreme Court judges and reestablish the Constitution. So thanks. And I, you know, tell your uh, international treaties, bye-bye. I'm going that, to establish it my way. That's a good point. That's a good point, Joe. Point, you of, know, so point of order, please. Point of order. Go ahead, uh, this, this is Dean. Um, if you take a look at treaties, you go back to the Jay Treaty in the 1800s. Uh, that actually says that the Jay Treaty uh, recognizes the republic, America's republic, in perpetuity. So that means forever. And that's why we're standing here with the lawful republic for America and for we the people. We're not here to tear any government down, any de facto uh, corporation. We know true. if you read the Jay Treaty that it's truly understand that we are here peacefully and lawfully, and we're just waiting for the American people to stand up in force majeure and get this project done. And Joe uh, Gibson, as I understand, you were one of the people in the beginning that you met with the military, and they said that this was going to happen within a 10-year plan. And now we're That's looking correct. in 2000. Thank you, sir. And in 2012, you know, we saw some things happen within our republic, which caused many people to run for the hills in fear. But there are ones on this call right now, I can stand here proudly and say that we are the American people standing for the rest of the American people here. And we are doing this in law and under God's grace and peace and love. Yes, I actually met with Ron Paul. I actually, I actually met with Ron Paul, several other senators, and there were military personnel there. I'm not going to mention names, of course, and personal friends of mine, and there were Navy SEALs there, and this was all going to come to a head in, 20, in uh, 2011, 2010, 2013, and they, so what you're saying is absolutely true. And I'm here to tell you, I swear, I was there, I saw it, I saw the documents, I saw the plan, and what was going to happen. But that's all gone now. That's one water under the bridge. We have to start all but pretty much from the foundation that we started, and, and that's what we're doing here now. But again, we... we, we and cloudy, you know, and that's why I was bringing up these tough questions and putting them out there and feeding them out there. And then Joe, of course, he was very knowledgeable and he's a patriot and he cares about. And these are questions that a lot of men and women who weren't around that's back right. then uh, are going to ask. They're going to ask these tough questions. And we're going to get into a conflict and we're going to run amok and we've got to be careful. So that's why Joe's asking very important questions. And, and by no means is he trying to mock anybody, but these are hard questions that have to be answered and, give, and being given. They have to be asked. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Joe, since you met with the military and Ron Paul, et cetera, I can understand how if the military were to take down the de facto government, then, of course, the republic would, have, would step in because all of it would have been meshed in together, would have been baked in. And the treaty, Correct. the J Treaty, or whatever the treaty would be, would have standing because everything would have been working together in, in coordination with each other. Exactly. But now, since that has not happened, if I take down the government for some reason. I do not recognize the Republic. Yeah, that's true. And the Jason We're going to have another conflict, yeah. Yeah. So there would be a conflict. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we, we, that's what we're trying to stop from happening. That's why we're trying to educate the people and bring people together, network together, and say, hey, this is the best way, this is the only lawful way that we can see fit, according to the Constitution, to re-inhabit our, our constitutional republic. Because right now the de facto is a criminal, like uh, uh, the gentleman was saying oh, there. Uh, you know, and, and, and we've got <laughs> to do something. Absolutely. I don't know. We all know how to hold their hands up. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring maybe other people can shed some light on this or bring them in. Bring them on, please, oh. by all means. Okay, the next caller, uh, 1890. Uh, two or three. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stepping, I'm stepping over my boundary. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Run the board. I'm sorry. No, oh, you're right, Joe. <laughs> all right, uh, 1890, you have, you have the floor. Eighteen ninety. Okay, let's go to the next. Last four digits of your call, your, your phone number. 1890, there he is. There he is right there. Go ahead. I got, I got dropped off him. Oh, okay, okay, that's Jim. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, I let's wanna, bring I on. Uh, I want to stress one thing. All right. That nobody here owns history, and nobody here owns what our forefathers put in place for us. All we are trying to do is to find a lawful and legal remedy for the American people so that they can get back in control of the corporations that our forefathers created for them in lieu of their participation. Now it's time for us to own that and to get back into control again. And yeah, we're we just looking for the lawful, peaceful, legal way that our forefathers that is, gave us to do it. But the thing is, what Joe said, which is very important, it now seems that you um, other people who did do the heavy lifting, did do the legwork from years ago, and were waiting for the American people to stand up, may have to start all over again. If the military is not the, the military which everybody thought would be on our side, then there's going to have to be new remedies, perhaps following the same process. So, but new what you're saying is that when we lost our quorum and no longer had a quorum, of in, people intending to get a, a project accomplished, that, that that quorum then violated our agreement with the world through the documents that we had signed and has no effect. And as a living man, uh, I know people, and there are people on this phone call that signed those documents, and they're still here, and in their minds, it's still in effect. We just lost okay. some of the people along the way, and we're going to rebuild. Okay, and that's fine. Why okay, I, okay. I hey, Joe, let me bring on 203 here because he's been waiting a while. 203, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good evening. 203, go ahead. To... Hello, am I live? Am I on? Yeah, you're live. Go ahead. Okay. My name is Dr. Ventura. I'm following Joe for years here. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I just have a couple of questions, and then I have a statement. But uh, and I appreciate what you're doing, and I am an American. My wife's a 20-year Navy vet. I'm a Navy vet, and I'm in touch with a lot of the vets. And uh, back in back when you all started, and you had your quorum, and you had the military. Uh, I think what correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just wondering, was the purge? There was a purge of the military, and all of a sudden they came along and they purged a bunch of officers and a bunch of high-ranking officials, and they got them out of the military. About when I think you folks were about ready to to implement your plan. Am I correct on that? Pretty much, yes. Yes, sir, you are. Because that's when Obama made the comment, it's a great day for the republic to be dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because I, 
because my wife is an honor guard at the Tomb of the Unknown with a military order, and we got kicked out of uh, off the tomb because of Obama because he was scared to death for his life. And uh, mm-hmm. but regardless, so uh, and I understand where you come from. I just wanted to say that I appreciate what you're doing. I thank you. I'm an American. I love my country, God, country, family, and. Uh, before you go off the air, I'd love to pray for your uh, movement and for the American people. I'm going to sit aside right now. Thank you. Uh, sir, Thank just you, let sir. me say this one thing real quick. You are exactly yes, the type of person we need. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right, 407. We, he knows that. All right, 407. Go ahead. 407, you're on. Yeah, this is Sally, American statesman. Um, hey, Sally. <laughs> I've been listening and listening and going back and forth, and the concept hey, of everything, I, I, I love what we're trying to do, and I remember a while back when this was started to be done a while back, and I'm glad to kind of see it going, but the, you know, and, and the uh, intent is to obviously do everything peacefully, but when we have such a corrupt environment, the truth doesn't matter. This is, this is what we're facing right now. The truth, the, the judicial system, the whole system is so corrupt that even though we may have the right to do this, to take over peacefully and everything else, I don't see everybody, the the, the um, loons that are out there now, the treasonous traitors and whatever else you want to call them, I don't see them just stepping aside. They're going to continue to do just like Obama did where he was destroying the military. We've got another nutcase in there destroying the military. The military has now been turned against us in, in many ways. Uh, seeing what happened with this FBI, we, you know, the law, law and order doesn't matter. The, the truth doesn't matter, and we're fighting a different type of evil. The, the, I don't see how you do this in quite the peaceful manner that is said, while I would much rather have it. That's what I would like. But when you see what just happened with the FBI raiding that um, uh, Trump's place down there, Mar-a-Lago, why would this, – this is the evilness we're dealing with. I, I don't see how you're going to get this done peacefully. I, that, that's my question. As much as I want it that way, that's what I would like. Uh, I would like for the evil people to just go away, but I don't think they're going to just go away. They're, they have too much invested. They have gone so far. They have taken so much. Plus, you've got China all over this country right now. It's, I, I, don't, I don't truly see us being able to peacefully take over. I will be more than happy to be one of those interims here in Florida or somewhere, wherever it's needed, because I believe in this country, and I want I want my country back. However, I'm just not sure how you're going to do this peacefully. May I respond yeah, to that, yeah. please? May I respond to that? Yes, Jim. Um, you know, Joe, it goes back to the 10-year plan, and when we didn't make it in 2012, 2013, um, Trump was recruited to bring the people together because remember back in those days it was said the American people weren't ready for the changes that had to be made and that they needed to be woken up more to accept their their reality and the, the future that they're going to be facing, which is today. And so the 10-year plan was, was developed. In the background of all of this, I also have some international banking experience and, and I follow international banking and Back in those days, also, the Monaco Accord came about, and uh, they held a little uh, private accord amongst the big players, and they said, you know what, it's time for the central banks to go down. We're tired of them bombing our countries and taking over our assets and, and 
being a big dog on the block, and they're no better than communism. It's just under a different color. And they decided that they were going to knock the props out and take uh, away the petrodollar status from the U.S., and that's all documented back in 2009, 2010, in those days. And uh, so here we are today, folks, and the conversation we've had amongst the leaders in this radio group in the past has been that, you know, guys, if we would have accomplished what we sought to accomplish in 2012, 2013, then we would have been responsible and would have owned uh, the outcome of bringing all these traitors and infiltrators uh, to justice. And that was why the 10-year plan was developed and Trump was brought on board. And he brought the people together and he exposed, according to the 10-year plan, the corruption so that the people could get softened up enough to own their future and be a people, uh, a constitution. Yeah, but how is it going to be done peacefully? That's what was your question, Jim. How are we going to do this peacefully? The peaceful part is, is that in the background, these infiltrators and these bad people have been taken care of and been dealt with little by little in order to turn the ship on a steady course. And they, the, the deep state had to be allowed to show the people just exactly how corrupt they are because that's part of owning your reality. And so we're suffering as humanity worldwide. And this worldwide agenda of over 209 nations that have agreed to come together and defeat the evil empire that has taken over the world. And we know that one-on-one, the world doesn't stand a chance. And that's why the Great Reset and all these world, it's an accounting procedure worldwide that brings all the antiquity bonds and everything to the table and all the debts from rebuilding Europe and rebuilding Japan and it's all brought to the table, and all the debt is settled, and we go under a new financial system worldwide, which is asset-backed. And I know this from firsthand conversations with people who have participated in those studies of assets on individual countries around the world. So I know what I'm talking about, folks. So as this economy, rule number one is you always follow the money. So as this economy you see playing out, in the background is the death throes of the good faith and promises. And meanwhile, you see BRICS being stood up, Russia, China, India, South Africa, and all these other nations. And now you see Zimbabwe, they're putting out gold coins. And now you see a league of African nations over here, and they just started putting out gold coins. And more people are getting involved. And gold only doesn't buy, gold only buys gold. Good faith and promises of a dying corporation doesn't buy oil from Russia or Venezuela or anybody else. So I'm not answering Sally's question. Yeah, so I know. Can you answer the question, please? I'm trying to give you the perspective of where we. We are. know the perspective, Jim. We want. She. She's yeah. saying. Well, she said, "Look, she wants to join the republic. She wants to be a part of the assembly." You're not answering her question. She wants to know how. You look. She doesn't see this happening peacefully. That's what oh. she's saying. You and know, how can we do this peacefully? That's what I'm trying to say is we are seeing it happen peacefully. No, it's we're painfully. not. No. It's painfully. We are. It's painful. But it's a lot more peaceful than blood in the streets. And we saw some of that a couple of years ago. And we don't want to what see any more. What you're talking about, what you're alluding to, is that some people have been taken care of, you said about two minutes ago, little by yep. little. That, I think, yeah, you, you go, got. 
That's not the answer to the question, okay, peacefully. If they're being taken care of little by little, it has to be done in the timeline so that the, so that the republic will be overturned legally and that the new republic, whether it's the interim republic or, or another bunch of people, uh, patriots, will come in and take over and continue with the Constitution. So could you please, in a very, very brief time, because we've only got a few hours, about an hour left or so, could you please answer Sally's question in a more succinct way? Well, I'll try to give her some hope and some direction in all of this confusion from an insider's point of view. So the thing we have to do is everybody needs to, that wants to take a leadership position needs to read Reinhabited books one and two so that we can have a conversation based around documented history. And now we have documented history for facts as a roadmap to run off of. And together, as a people, we can have a conversation and direct our future. We're not trying to give anybody anything except an opportunity. And we're getting old, and it's going to go away if some other people don't pick it up and take it forward. Okay. Well, right. okay, that, 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 I'm, I, I can see we're not going to be able to answer that question. And that's really what a very <laughs> key question is. This is there's okay. a lot of people who, who aren't going to come forward. Because they see, they saw the insanity of January 6th, people who yeah. are in jail for doing absolutely nothing. The system has been so corrupted, the evilness, and this is what we see from the obvious enemies from within, the ones who are right. standing right in our face. We're not even talking about the Chinese takeover of this country that has so much control across it. So, I, I mean, it's, it's all... We did. If you, get everybody, if you could get everybody who goes to these rallies all on the very same day across this whole country, and we all say we're, uh, and we're not going to do anything else. We're shutting down this whole country. You people who are in Congress are going to go away. You Chinese people who think you're going to take over, pull out those arms because we've got ours too, if that's what you think you're going to do, and we're going to have to take it back. I don't see how you're going to do it. Why do we still have arms? Why? Because we have to defend ourselves against tyranny. The tyranny is here. I don't know how much more tyranny we're going to see before the violence, if you're going to try to save us. You're not going to say, so, China, would you please go home? Ma'am, China, we don't can I answer you. your question for you? This is Roger. Sure. You know, there's a difference between the term violence and defense. Let's not get those two mixed up. A violent act is going out and killing somebody because you didn't like the collar of their shirt. Defending yourself is picking up arms and defending that something that you own. Peaceful. Tell me what well, peaceful means. Even does, defense does peaceful is peaceful. Bringing out the arms. Peaceful. The founding fathers not did not want to go to war against England. They did. They did. But they had to. Well, today, uh, where in are we today's at world, we are going to have to learn the idea that we are not acting in violence. We are acting in defense of something our very yeah. lives. And okay, I, my only are, suggestion you're, you're to everybody point. is you're to tell the Yeah, I know. She's not she's the the about the you're, yeah, I know. you're missing no, the no, point. You no, know. They need to pick up Peaceful. their arms and practice. Be ready. Be armed. All right. 
because right, you're going right, to need it. All right, guys, guys, guys. All right, we're not, like Joe said, we're not going to get the question answered. Uh, we got, got some okay. other people here, too. Sally, Sally hang on, okay. Sally, just one second. Um, uh, let me bring on uh, this call. i got to too restrict. There's plenty of time for everyone to get closing thoughts, so please don't go away. Just uh, we got. I know there's a lot of emotion here, a lot of people. I mean, this is, a, this is important to everybody here on this call line. I know. It's it our is. country. It's our Constitution. Uh, let me bring on this private caller here. I think I know who it is. Go ahead, private caller. Yeah, hey, Joe, I've been listening real careful. Everything's been said tonight. Man, if I got, you know, I, I look, <laughs> I know you guys are on the right track here. I think this is the only way to truly restore the original Constitution and, and, and maintain the republic. I, I get it. I'm not arguing this. I got some quibble about some relatively minor details, but that that could easily be worked out. I gotta, I gotta essentially agree with what Sally just said. This is, even though this is actually a restoration of what it's supposed to be, most people, even those who are upset with the system as it is, will not see it as a restoration. They are going to see it as an overthrow. The educational job to educate people as to how far we have strayed from the constitutional intent and even the very idea of originalism maybe even insurmountable. Now, I'm not saying that this vision cannot be realized. I'm saying that to look at it without even providing for the eventuation of violence, whether it comes about through moral, ethical defense, or whether it is response to the aggression from people who just don't want it overthrown, I just do not see how you cannot actively anticipate it and plan for it. This is something that is so monumental that uh, you simply must look. The founders made the olive, you know about the olive branch petition they made to King George right after what? Lexington and Concord. Yep. They made an attempt to resolve it peacefully, and it was rebuffed. These people, like we just got through saying, they are trying to turn over our energy grid to the Chinese communists. What do you think? What do you, what do you think is going to happen when that happens? And do you think a, a change of go, of our governance and our constitutional existence is not going to be meant with the utmost, with them being prepared to employ the utmost means of violence? You are just being delusional. I mean, it's something that's got to be anticipated and even planned for. Even though, yes, I would prefer to see it done peacefully through debate and uh, the electoral processes. But I just don't see it, not with this bunch that is opposing us right now. Well, Sarge, you know that intent is is big in law. And so the documents that we have on file, uh, that subject's covered in that document. And and we agree that we will not break the law and have a coup or an overthrow or anything like that, and it will be done by the law. Believe me, it has to be done by the law, and that's our target. We know that. We know and that. So, okay, restricted caller. So, restricted caller. You've been waiting 21 so anyway, minutes. Go ahead. So in order to do that, we need the people so that we don't own this. The people have to own it because it's a government platform by the people. And we're just trying to give them a platform and a lawful method to inhabit an ugly situation. But it doesn't mean that there's not going to be discomfort. But our intent is covered there, and it's law, and it's peaceful. 
and we will not be the aggressor. That we say that every call. show, Jim. Every show, we're not about violence. No, I was, we know answering, that. Re- I was answering. Restricted was caller, answering. are you there? Restricted caller, you're unmuted. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great, Hello, Joe. This is jo- this is John Doe. Okay, John Doe, go ahead. Can everybody hear me fine? Yes, we can hear you fine. Yeah. Time permitting, we got a lot of people on the phone line. Please go. Yeah, okay. Well, I think another thing that needs to be said that is not being said is, for example, in my territory, now, I'm not a part of this yet, but I just want to give another perspective on this. In my territory, I get together a group of people that decide to be the governing party of this parallel government. It coexists with the de facto, but we intend to operate in the jure lawful governing style. So as we continue to operate and we continue to reach out to the people in our community that might be drawn towards the de facto government, they see how we are operating in the jure, just, truth way of doing things. They no longer want to work with the de facto government. They actually come on board with us, and at some point when enough people come on board with us, that de facto government will fall in its on nah, its own because I, you I don't cannot. Now, I don't buy that for a second. No, well, no, well, we can no. sit around for another thirty years waiting for, for, for people to wake up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we have to have educational workshops that help each person understand each position in the government and its role and its operation. And we are going to destroy ourselves for a lack of knowledge until we get the educational workshops working where people can learn about each position and the role and function of each position. Then we're going to continue to just bitter in the noise. Okay. All right. Uh, John Doe, I, you know, look, I, I, yeah, and keep doing it. Keep educating people. That's fine. Nobody's saying not, but we can't sit back and wait for everyone to be educated and do workshops across the country. That's, that's, uh, that's out of the – we're so far beyond that right now. It's game over right now. You know, so uh, uh, I know we have so many people on the line here, uh, uh, you know, and it's been such a, a hard, a passionate conversation, um, you know, uh, with everything that's been said here. I mean – uh, this is what we need, but uh, I'll go down the line here. Uh, some things were left unsaid, and just give everyone a chance here to, uh, again, to say what they want to say. Because uh, I know I cut a couple people off there, and I apologize. It's just that when you get, you know, so many people that have so much passion here, and, and look, this is great. You know, I, I love my country, I love my constitution, and I'll, I'll die for it. You know, simple as that. I don't care. You know, I'm and I'm out here doing this, and I don't care. I'm not afraid, you know, and I'm sure none of you are. But you know, we we we're this is this is it's a game over here. This end game. It's it's so blatantly obvious right now. There's not 20 more years. There's not 30 more years. It's a, it's pretty much over. It's going like the uh, the doctor says. There's devolution. But Joe, let me start with you. Go ahead. You want to okay. uh, say a few things here? All right. It's 10 minutes to midnight. It is. The quickening is here, some other people have said. Within a few years, in my estimation, two to three years, we probably will have, um, and I hope I'm wrong, a Mad Max uh, situation. Yes. If the military, which was planned in order to bring in the Republic, and and, um, in accordance with the treaties that they signed with whomever the representatives were of the other countries, um, that would have been fine. We don't have that now. So basically we're going to have to start all over again. I'm willing to learn how 
and I would like to uh, pretty soon be the moderator of the same type of conversation that you and I had, Joe, at one time when you were um, talking about running for your, uh, for, your, uh, for your candidacy. And i like to have Jim and Roger and everybody else on your show, Sally's show, doesn't matter, and to just break it down. Well, that's what we're trying to do. Um, we want to unite the podcast together because yeah. that's what, what John Doe was saying there, is we got to keep educating yeah. the people and waking them up, and we have to keep having this conversation. And we have to keep working and striving to restore the republic lawfully and de jour. And we have to keep also praying because we yeah. can't do anything without God. Now, I don't see how people are going to want to join the interim republic when there's a, um, a governor and a governor, I mean, a governor and a president, et cetera, and people are going to ask, okay, so what are your powers? What are you doing in the meantime? What are you gov- president of? What, are you, what do you do in order to show your Several militia groups had problems with that. Yeah, Joe, that question has been brought I remember a few years ago, same thing, prominent, large militia groups had that same problem. But that will be explained. We'll go over that more in the future, of course. Oh, okay. I think that's something we'll need to address, Jim, Roger, and everybody, because uh, that's a question that was also asked a lot. You know, hey, how, this guy's president, you know, how? Because we get that factor where, you know, you know, people ask questions, and these questions, yeah. you know, look, nobody, the, the questions don't, are not important. That's how we got lost in this de facto, you know. So, yeah, those are important questions, Joe. I, yeah. think, I think people have a misconception. Yeah. I think people have Sorry, a misconception. It's more, like a, it's more like a committee, and every committee needs to have, if it's, if it's a, a grassroots committee, then that committee needs to appoint somebody to, to be a spokesman for them. And somebody to keep the minutes, and and somebody to participate at different levels within a committee, and that's what we did, and that's how we got started, right, Joe? And so, really, you know, we call ourselves that because that's what the people ask us to do, no, right? because that's what the Constitution requires for the republic yeah. to be reenacted. Yeah, you're right, Jim. And so, you're right, Jim. So it's not it's not an ego thing; it's a responsibility, an oath to the people that that we took. And that's well, we're going to take a show, Jim. Mitigate. We'll take a podcast show and address those positions and see, you know, we, don't, we can't go into it tonight, but at the end now, about the, yeah, I, I was just saying that we'll, we'll address that in the future. I just want to clear that up. The, yeah, yeah, we, we're not going to clear it all up uh, here at the end yeah. with all these people yeah. with the questions they have. Anyway, um, uh, Dr. Ventura, you want to say something here? Uh, you've been pretty quiet and listening because we're getting final thoughts here to the podcast. We're winding down here. I just want to make sure everybody gets a chance here to, to expound and, and, and release what they're feeling and thinking because it's so important. We have a lot of prominent people, important people, educated people on the line here tonight. Dr. Ventura, is he still there? Is he still on the line with me? Okay, maybe not. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Sally, you still out there? Yep. Is Sally still, still with me? Okay. Your turn. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, just, I'm not going to get into any big discussion on what we were just saying, except the difference of peaceful defense violence. And Sarge is right. It's, it's, we just have to face the reality. We are in a different new world order already today, not necessarily the one we want. Uh, so the means are not going to be the same. The, um, it was. Uh, I don't know if any of you ever listened to Steve Dace, but I was listening to his show earlier today. He was livid about the uh, Trump ordeal and everything, and he put a part. He, he's in the same um, same tent that I'm talking about when it comes to the the Republican Party. How much faith do we have in this Republican Party? We are going to have to twist their arms, make sure we vetted these people as, as much as we possibly can, get some decent people out there, because assuming, which is a big assumption. 
assuming the GOP takes over that house in 2023, they are the ones that have the purse strings. They must, and this is what Steve Dace was saying, and it's like, yes, I totally agree. Those Republicans have to shut down the federal government. Shut it down, pull the plug. We're all going to have to uh, be ready to deal with some uh, no services from the federal government um, to, to an extent there, and then we can maybe start doing a real reset of what we're talking about here. But we have got to have them shut down the federal government, pull the plug, shut down Biden, and start resetting it and cleaning up all this other mess. I don't see. I, I really thought what he said made a lot of sense. That that is what needs to be done. We've had all these other. Oh, we can't shut down the federal government. All oh, these people running scared. Uh, we need to shut it down. And I've said all. I've been saying it for some time now. That and if I had the money and the means to do the promo, I would tell every American patriot out there. Okay, on such and such a date, we're not going to go to work. We're not going to do anything. We are going to shut down this country. We are just going to shut down. Nothing's going to happen. That's and a peaceful we'll way of doing it. Yeah, you got that. Don't expect everybody else to be peaceful about it, but it's going to be a peaceful, hey, we're tired of it. We're not taking it anymore. Here we go. So, so what's the, the next one step? Last thing, after you one last thing real quick. What's the next step? When, well, this is when you might have a chance to put the others in there, but the, the key to me really is Congress shutting down the country, take, pulling, the, uh, pulling all the funds out, stopping all this insanity, shutting down the IRS insanity of 87,000 people to come after us and, and doing all that. I think that is truly the, the key piece of it. And the other thing, and we can look at all around the world today, people have been protesting. Look what Canada did to their own people, shutting down their bank accounts and stuff like that. So we do this here. People better be ready for the long haul. It's not going to be pretty. But I don't see any. I, I I don't see a pretty way to do this. There is no peaceful, pretty, polite. Yeah, and the standing of the republic, Sally, and the standing of the republic is so very important because a lot of people are interested in the republic. I mean, look, you've had people go download documents, research, and this is so very important to Jim, Roger, uh, uh, President Geiger, all the other members of the republic or citizens of the republic that are listening, including myself here. You know, this is important. If we're going to bring people in from around the country and be part of this republic, answers have got to be, I mean, questions have to be asked, answers have to be given, and we can't go into a long spiel about you know uh, certain things because look, it, it, time it, you know time is running out. No, it's simple as that. Right. It, you know, it, 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 we've got to do this. It's got to get done, and we've got to start uh, doing it lawfully as best we can, peacefully. Now there is no tomorrow. It has to be now. That's how I always say there is no tomorrow. There is no more tomorrow for me today. Well, I don't want to hear okay. about tomorrow. Uh, well, and you know, today, today is here, and that's all. That's fine. The the thing of the Congress, obviously, would be technically January twenty third uh, in, in uh, January twenty three, when they would be able to shut down the government. We won't be able to shut down the government before that, as far as Congress doing it. Yeah. And when you yeah. say now, yes, we do need to do something now. What do you, you want me to go outside right now and do something? Tell me what you want me to do, because when you say now, we got to be realistic. What now means? Now doesn't mean yeah. so much. We all we all need to be doing something. If you've got an event coming up right now where we're going to get people together where we think we won't all be arrested, let's, let's not go to Washington right now even though we should be allowed to, where, where do you want to do to go out there and rally the troops and say, hey, this is, you need to be ready for what's going to come, come take place? It's, it's a reality check. You're, we're not going to be able to sit home and play nice and watch TV while this is all happening. 
It's not but you know, Sally, this is another thing we discussed, Sally. This is another thing, too, for everybody else out there. Everybody's they're indi- out doing their individual thing. Like you said, numbers are so very important. <laughs> That'd be great to get to 30,000 in 38 states. That's great. And that would be an idealistic goal and, and to have our quorum and whatnot. That would show so much unity and, and, and force and power where then we can get the military to sit back down with us and certain people. I still have many contacts uh, with people. Uh, many of my friends have contacts of contacts of contacts where we can make this happen. We can, but we have to put, you know, we, but we have to network together and keep doing what we're doing here. And it's so very important and put some of those ideological differences aside also. So, um, um, uh, let's see here. Who else is out here? Um, that we got, uh, Sarge, you want to say something? You've been quiet. That's unusual. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'm supposed to take that, but I'll proceed anyway. Uh, yeah, um, Man, I look. We we know we are up against forces. Uh, I don't think there's ever been arrayed against the American people any time in its entire history. I'm including every single enemy this country has ever faced on the field of battle. What we're looking at now is far, far worse. And uh, I, I think, even though we've got the right ideas, I think we just have to really step back and realize the magnitude of the task we're undertaking. It's almost like Sisyphus and the big boulder. You know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. I'm just saying, as long as we do understand that, and we may be talking about, well, I don't want to speculate on that right now, then I say go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else did we have out there? The Hurtlers didn't join us tonight. uh, John Doe, you want to say something here real quick? Excuse me, I'm sorry. Who was that? Yeah, that's me, John Doe. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, considering the high hurdle that this um, thing, uh, uh, reestablishing the de jure government is, then, I mean, you do still have the considerate option of taking advantage of the 50 state territories that are already set up under this, the Republic for the United States of America, rallying those people to get enough people to go out and vote and make sure that the system of elections has integrity and enough eyes on it to make sure that it remains truthful and integrity to help get those people to take up the you know office positions in the de jure government and flip it that way if you want to. But we have to have a serious conversation of what our strategy is going to be and then get us all in unity of how we're going to exercise that particular path to success. You, I mean, you can do it either way, but it's up to you to decide how we're going to work together because it ain't not, not any um, little group of us is big enough to overdo um, to take on the challenge by ourselves. Like you keep saying, we need strength in numbers, but we need strength in numbers where all people are unified to the details of what the actual strategy is that we're going to go down. But thank you for the time. All right, you're welcome very much. Uh, Jim, you want to say something real quick here at the end, and then Roger? And I think Dr. Ventura, he wanted to pray us out at the end, so I want to make sure if he wants to do that. But And then my, my co-host there, tonight, I, want to, I want to get him on here too. But, Jim, you want to say something real quick? Sure. Uh, shout out to Dr. Ventura. I'm glad to hear you had you back on the show. It's been a long time, my friend. You're always welcome. And thank you for your voice and uh, your support. Um, you know, I thank everybody for coming on. And, you know, the conversation has to begin somewhere. And 
you know, it's never it's never a simple task that we're up against, uh, especially if you want to do it lawfully and legally and, and recognized in law. Uh, we have a huge challenge ahead of us, but it's of form by the people, and this is what this conversation is all about, is the awakening process, and we all have the same roadmap, the same document to take us to the target, and that's all we're trying to do is to follow that document and to achieve the victory for the people because this is genuinely a for and by the people. Thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate you more than you Roger. Guys. Roger, you still there? Yes. Uh, you know, like like Jim just said, this isn't about just a few of us. This is about all of us. And we are simply asking you as people of this nation to join us as one people, as one voice, as one step to get this thing done so we can bring our country back down to where it belongs, where the people rule, not a few of the elite. So thank you for being here tonight. We, we appreciate everybody's input, and uh, we hope that you join us again next week. And uh, I understand we're going to get a prayer taken out of here. Yeah, not so yet. Uh, my co-host is my co-host still there. Is my co-host still there? I know. I know. We usually have Mr. Binder pray. I want. I know he wants to. Man, I don't know if he has. I don't know. I don't know if Mr. Ventura is there or not. But my co-host there who runs the board with me. You want to say something there, brother? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still here. Thank you, Joe. And uh, thank you, every everybody here for your thoughts. And uh, we need to stand together. It's, we're all Americans. You know, we need to be unified. Uh, divided, we will get nowhere. Um, but, again, thank you very much for this platform, Joe, to share with the American people, the republic. You know, I, I'm very cautious about starting over of a republic. I've been told from the beginning, I've been with this, again, for since 2011, January, February. Uh, do not, you know, leave, you can't leave these seats. If you, you let these seats go, then the republic is lost. We believe we've done this lawfully and peacefully, and we just need to understand the beginning point to continue this restoration in America. And I do see that uh, Dave and Gene Hurtler are on the call. I don't know if they would yeah, like we to got time. In. We got time if they want to join us. Have they listened at all? Because we can't fill them in, obviously, to everything. Yeah, they, they, they've they, been on the call the whole time. I see uh, Okay. Uh, yeah, we still got David, time. We've been going to overtime. Just if they drop, I can't get back in. I understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, David, David go ahead, me? David. Yeah, I want to ask yes. a question. I want to ask a question to America. Finney was the great leader of the Second Great Awakening. William Morgan wrote a book. William Morgan was pushed off the bow of a boat in pitch dark with weights on. David Miller published his book. There were 50,000 Masons, 45,000 renounced and denounced Masonry. Finney was the great leader. He studied law. Why did he say this? This was in the 1800s. Listen very carefully. If there's a decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discernment, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the work if, 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 if the work loses its interest in Christianity, if the world loses its interest in Christianity, 
the pulpit is responsible for. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundation of our found, of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible. Listen very, very intently. The church yeah, must take them. right ground in regards to politics. This comes against 501c3. The time has come for Christians to vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics, or the Lord will curse them. God cannot sustain this free and blessed country, which we love and pray for, unless the church will take right ground. Politics are part of religion in such a country as this. And Christians must do their duty to their country as part of their duty to God. God will bless or curse this nation according to the course Christians take in politics. Listen to me intently. All governments come from a particular religion. The pilgrims brought over Christianity. 16, 20, 156 years later, the laws of nature and of nature's God in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. 66 books in the canon of scriptures and all the things that he created was the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. Now, now, pick up your pen and paper. On around June 8, 1788, in New Hampshire, some two weeks, before New Hampshire was going to vote yay or nay against the Constitution, Langdon stood up a preacher who graduated with Samuel Adams in 1740 from Harvard. He said this. He said this to the delegation who was going to vote yes or no for the Constitution in 1788. He said this. He said, preserve your government with the utmost attention and solicitude, for it is the remarkable gift of heaven. From year to year, be careful in the choice of your representatives and all the higher powers of government. Fix your eyes upon men of good understanding and known honesty, men of knowledge and proved by experience, men who fear God and hate covetousness, who love truth and righteousness and serve Sincerely wish the public welfare. Beware of such as are cunning rather than wise, who prefer their own interests to everything. Baby, we're running out of time. Whose judgment is partial or fickle, and whom you would not willingly trust with your own private interests. When meetings are called for the choice of your rulers, do not carelessly neglect them or give your votes with indifference, but act with serious deliberation and judgment, as in any most important matter, and let the faithful of the land serve. Let not men openly irreligious and immoral become your legislators. For how can you expect good laws to be made by men who have no fear of God and who boldly trample on the authority of his command? If the legislative body are corrupt, you will soon have bad men for counselors, corrupt judges, unqualified justices, and officers in every department who will dishonor their station. There will always be, therefore be always on guard against parties and methods used by unworthy men. And let distinguished merit always determine your vote. And all the places of government are filled by the best men you can find. Behave yourselves as good subjects. Obey the laws. Be cheerfully subject to such taxation as the necessity of the public call for. 
Give tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor is due. Gospel as the gospel commands you. Hang on David. now. Never give countenance to turbulent men who wish to distinguish themselves and rise to power by forming combinations exciting insurrections against government. For this could never be the right way to redress real grievances. Listen up now. Listen up. I call upon you also to support and all your the rising generation may not grow up in ignorance. It is a death. You owe your children and that God to whom they belong. I call upon you to preserve the knowledge of God in the land and attend to the revelation written to us from heaven. If you neglect or renounce that religion taught and commanded in holy scriptures, think no more of freedom, peace, and happiness. Here it ends. May the general government of these United States, when established, this is for today. This is for today. May the general government of these United States, when established, appear to be the best which the nations have yet known, and be exalted by uncorrupted religion and morals. And listen to this. Listen, listen to this. May the everlasting gospel diffuse its heavenly light and spread righteousness, liberty, and peace throughout the whole world. I yield the floor. Thank, Thank you, David. Who else we got? Uh, we got four seconds. Well, we'll go, we'll go into overtime. It'll go into overtime. It's just that oh, okay. nobody will be able to call in. Is, uh, is uh, 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 Gene out there? Gene, do you want to talk? I see your number there. If you want to talk, uh, push one. If not, Dr. Ventura. Let let blood kick us off. Yeah, Dr. Ventura, you want to say something here at the end? You said you wanted to say something at the end. If not, I got Mr. Binder here. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Ventura. Mr. Binder, uh, then you after Dr. Ventura. How's that? Okay. Gene Gene, Gene will put her hand up also. Okay, Gene. All right, let's let Gene go first, then Dr. Ventura, then Mr. Binder, and that will be the end of the show. How's that? Okay. That's uh, with you, all due respect, Gene. Gene Hartler, go ahead. Welcome to the podcast Thank tonight. Thank you. It, it was loaded. Good evening, trust Joe. Me. <laughs> Good evening, fellow patriots. May America bless God. It's been good conversation tonight. I hear a lot of frustration. I hear a lot of passion. Um, keep it. Keep it going. There, there is a solution. God has a solution for America, and it was done in 2010, what these gentlemen talked about tonight. I exhort you to spend time on the national website and read through what was done. It was miraculous. There are miraculous stories of God's hand on what was done with the Declaration of Sovereign Intent and the Proclamation of Claim and Interest, and all through the years how this remnant has held on through through adversity like you've seen president trump go through we've experienced that same adversity and we didn't have security and protection except from heaven above so i want to exhort you to take a serious look at this and then we can't forget that we have the promise of the harvest and another holy spirit outpouring and our our history uh shows Three Great Awakenings, uh, 1740, 1826, and then just before the Civil War, there was a third one. And we can depend that there will be another divine intervention, and that's what we need. That we can never forget that's the other party to the covenant of the Declaration of Independence. And he is key, and the government is on his shoulders. Let that rest in your minds. Thanks for the floor. I yield it back to you. Thank you, Gene. Thank you so much. Dr. Peter Ventura, thank you. 
I, I just like to pray for our nation and for the people of this movement. Uh, Father God, Almighty God, I just bow down before you, Lord, as humbly as I can. And God, I ask you to bless this movement, Lord. We're the only nation that has chosen you, Lord, to lead and guide us. And God, you are our guide and our leader. We ask you to surround our leaders and those here, Lord, that are standing for truth, standing for the word of God, standing for your son, Jesus Christ, standing for the moral righteousness of Jesus Christ. We ask you, God, that you endow each and every one of them with wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of you with understanding that, God, you would lead and guide us in a mighty way, that you would continue the vision that you've given us, that you would put a hedge about us, Lord. And, Lord, we'll give you the praise, the honor, the glory, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you, Dr. Peter. Thank you, uh, Mr. Binder. Yes, sir. I'm not at a pulpit. I'm just a humble patriot appealing to the highest power in the universe. So, Yahweh, our eternal Father, we humbly come before you in the name of Jesus to pray for this nation that we love, America. Father, we lift up Donald Trump and his family who have been relentless in fighting the Babylonian government that has usurped our rightful representative republic, governed by cunning, ambitious, and impressible men and women, for far too long. And although their evil house of cards is falling, we pray for cover for those who are in the crossfire of this storm of retribution. Our focus is firmly on your plan to eradicate evil from among all Americans as there is no higher power than you, Father. Help us to walk out this time by faith, knowing that you will never leave us or forsake us and that you are the same yesterday as you are today as you will be tomorrow. And your word is pure truth. As your word plainly tells us in Habakkuk's prayer, um, that would be chapter 3, verse 12 through 14, it says, God, you marched across the land in awesome anger and trampled down the nations in your wrath. You went out to save your chosen people. You crushed the head of the wicked and laid bare his bones from head to toe. You destroyed with their own weapons those who came out like a whirlwind, thinking Israel would be an easy prey. And he's talking about the descendants of the house of Jacob, which many Europeans are of that. But thank you for that word of encouragement, Father. Let us focus on your word and leave the the babbling confusion to the world's people that have chosen to receive strong delusion instead of truth. God save the republic. Anything short of the republic is a compromise to the American people. Thank you, Father, and amen. Thank you. Everybody, I don't know who else I got left here on the queue, but I'll tell you what, you know, I'm getting ready to go to work for a 12-hour shift, you know, uh, you know, so I don't want to hear people are busy here. They got something to do. You know, um, this is what I do, and, and there's a lot of people on the call here tonight dedicated their lives to the Patriot Movement. They've done everything they can to study, know history. Look at Sarge, expert in history, smartest guy I've ever known who knows history. Uh, you know, uh, Look, we got to keep coming together, working together. I cannot ever say it not enough. And repetition is the key to say things over and over sometimes because they say, if you keep saying it over and over, people will believe it and people will start to learn it and know it. And that's what we have to do. We have to keep doing this every single Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, uh, listen, there's other platforms on this podcast here tonight. Uh, Sally, she does a podcast show. Uh, You know, we have to join together, network together. There's no reason why we cannot spend the time uh, every evening, once a day, or twice a day, whatever time you have that's extra, because we're fighting for our country right now. There's no time to go watch movies, have fun, and play. There's no time for anything else. The time is now to start working today. We're together to fight for our republic, restore our land, restore our country, 
We have to fight for our children. For goodness sake, fight for yourself if you won't fight for anybody else. If you can't fight for yourself, I don't know what to tell you. But I want to say it was a great podcast show here tonight. God bless our republic. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Take care. councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. It is a big idea, a new world order. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancakes. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. But I also believe that a lot of gun owners would agree that AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. Let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations. What if the American people learn the truth? The FBI has foiled about 17 plots to kill Americans during the past 10 years. What it will not tell you is that there have been 20 foiled plots, and of them, three were interrupted by members of the public. The 17 that were interrupted by the feds were created by the feds. Why do we pay the government to trick us into believing it is keeping us safe? What if a government that manipulated us could be fired? What if a government that lacked the true and knowing consent of the governed could be dismissed? What if it were possible to have a real game changer? What if we need a Ron Paul to preserve and protect our freedoms from the government? What if we can make elections matter again? What if you could love your country but hate what the government has done to it? What if sometimes to love your country, you had to alter or abolish the government? What if Jefferson was right? What if that government is best which governs least? What if I'm right? What if the government is wrong? What if it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong? What if it is better to perish fighting for freedom than to live as a slave? What if freedom's greatest hour of danger is now?
it's critical that every citizen of this country rise up and do something because the day of reckoning is at hand and time is running out. Unless we do something, um, we're going to get the government that we deserve. How did you let this happen? Wake up out there. You know, it's your children. Don't you care? Uh, look what these people are doing to you. There are 200 million adults in this country. Why we are letting them get away with what they are? Why we're not marching in the streets? Do everything in your power to restore freedom and your individuality back to America. Stop being a country run by the institutions for the institutions. Let's go back to we the people, by the people, for the people. You have to stop being scared. You have to stand up and do what's necessary to take back, to stop these bankers, these elite, this government full of lies, congressmen full of liars. And the Federal Reserve. And the fractional banking system. And the Fed. Elect Ron Paul and the war. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you.